understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. What's up? What's good, guys? Welcome back to The Stranded Phase Podcast. I am your host, your girl, Jessica Hurley, and I am so glad to have you guys back. My apologies, first and foremost. We've skipped a week or two this month. Um, I've been so focused on some things as well as traveling and the strand phase just got beside me, but this is always a priority. If you are new here, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is a place that I hope one day to call the most vulnerable place on the internet um, because I truly try to make this platform a place where we can share the stories of others and I can share with you guys from the most vulnerable, transparent place to kind of help you along a phase that for all of us is just unavoidable. It's unavoidable. It's inevitable. It's that stranded phase, that stuck phase, that time in your life where you feel like you're on an island alone and you have to make decisions without help, without support. With It's it's the loneliest place you've ever been. And it, it's, it feels like you're being cornered to transition or change or redirect or make like a significant pivot when you least expected it, Right because of circumstances or because of life or a relationship or something has happened. And now you are on this island alone, stranded, having to take some sort of risk or transition that you, that was unwarranted, right? I feel like that's kind of what 2020 has been for so many people. 2020 has been like the biggest everlasting stranded phase ever. So many people are being required to transition what they thought would be their lifelong career, transition their businesses from brick and mortar to online, having to learn skills that they never, ever thought they would have to learn. Right. I feel like there's so many people that are having to get jobs that they didn't want to get just to maintain their, their lifestyle and their income. There's, And there's also a lot of people that are making a lot more money than they've ever made and their their lifestyles are changing and there's more abundance and more success because there is opportunity in everything. Because there is opportunity in everything. Don't make me me repeat that again, but I will one more time. There is opportunity in everything. So welcome to the Strand of Phillies. I hope it's a safe place where we can embrace that stuck together as one of the most noteworthy, important times of your life. Because think about it, right? If you and I were invited to a campfire tonight and we sat around and we were making s'mores and having this great conversation with, you know, beautiful, genuine people and we're all talking and having a great time and someone says, all right, I want to go around the circle and talk about, you know, what's some of the, give me two of the most important lessons that you've ever learned thus far from experience in your life. You are immediately, every single one of us are immediately going to track back to one of the worst, inevitable, unwarranted times in our life, right? We're going to think of the most thought-provoking, emotional, pressure, traumatic experiences that we've ever had and be able to tell or explain the lesson in which we learn from it, right? That's immediately where we're all going to go. 
And so the point that I'm making this entire podcast is about understanding that those times are inevitable. They come, they go, they're required. But understanding that while we're in this phase, as painful as it is, as unwarranted as it is, it is as, as much as we wish that now's not the time, not right now, universe, I'm not ready, I don't have time for this, that it is something that we must embrace because it is one of the most noteworthy, most important times of your life to, to take note and understand what's going on because you're going to learn some of the lessons that you are going to carry that are going to change you and mold you for the rest of your life for the rest of your life, which brings me to today's episode. I want to deep dive into this. If you have followed me for a while or have listened to a couple of my episodes, this isn't the first time you've heard me say this, but I'm going to, I want to dive head first into this because <laughs> first of all, I feel like it's happening to a lot of people. I know this is a season for all of us for this, um, or a lot of us, but for me in particular, I feel like it has been unavoidable. It is like bashing me in the face right now is something that is just it's a part of my life right now and it is understanding that with every new level there is a new devil new level new devil right so on the surface what this means is like we used to play mario right you remember playing mario unless you're unless you're in your 20s i'm sorry playing mario you know first level jumping, you know, hitting all the bricks, getting all the mushrooms, jumping all the spaces, getting in that last tunnel, boom, you're on level two. Now it gets harder. And you're like, damn, I just beat the first level. Why is it getting harder and harder and harder? Because if you want more, you got bigger problems. You want more, it's going to be harder. New level, new devil, right? But what I want to talk about is how come it seems like we're cruising along in life, right? This matter of fact, all of us can relate because this just happened to every single one of us listening, right? Come February, March of 2020, we were all cruising along. Life was making sense. It felt like it was just starting to work. Maybe your business was just getting off the ground. Maybe you had just gotten a raise at work. Maybe you were just finally getting into a routine at work. Maybe you were finally building a relationship in a leadership role at your job, getting close to the people that you needed to get close with, network with, so you could start to create a name for yourself. You know, maybe you were starting to really build that brand online. Maybe you were really getting good at your craft. Maybe your photography business was taken off. Maybe your fitness business was finally taken off. Everything seemed like it was starting to flow. I don't know about you, but I, I had just taken a surprise trip to Hawaii with my fiance. Life was good. I remember on the plane, we were riding there and everybody was joking, not joking, not joking as um, careless, but people were saying stuff like, oh, you know, what if we go there and come back with COVID? Because it wasn't even the, in the United States yet. And then we were coming back seven days later. And I remember on the plane, people talking about the first case being in New York. Everybody's life was just strolling along. Things seemed like they were good. And then boom, boom, circumstance, right? Circumstance out of everyone's control. All of our life changed forever as we know it. Now, how it affected you personally, I don't know. And I apologize if I sound insensitive about it. But everyone's change, everyone's life changed inevitably forever, good or bad, as we know it since this has happened. So without notice, we've all been required to make adjustments or change. We've been required. There was no, there was no option. There was no availability in this. There was no choice. 
We literally all had to adjust adjust and make new with a new circumstance, right? It felt like life kind of tapped us on all on the shoulder and said, hey, I know what you were doing was working. I know things were feeling good. I know you were well on your way, but I need you to stop what you're doing, have a seat, take a deep breath and stop, literally stop. Life's going to stop and you're going to have to create a new normal. And I don't know what to tell you about everything else you've created before this, but you're going to have to create a new normal. And by the way, in order for you to create that, you're going to have to do a lot of soul searching first. You're going to have to take a great deep look in the mirror first. So I know this is like kind of painful and a little bit unstructured and, you know, not what you want to hear right now, but you don't really have a choice. It is what it is. Now that's what happened this year with all of us during COVID. All of us. I don't know a person's life who didn't change, good, bad, or indifferent. But this is also what happens to us when we hit a new level. This is also what happens to us when we hit a new level. And so what I want to get out of our heads and what I also want to kind of replace that thought with is when we pray for more, right? When we pray for more, we don't pray for a breakdown, right? So when I pray that I want you know, not me in particular, but when I've had days where I prayed for my daily purpose to be clear, you know, maybe you're you're praying for a raise or you're praying for clarity or you're praying for health, wellness, or, uh, you know, newness or something in your relationship for, for your broken relationship to be resolved. When you're praying for all these things, we don't in turn pray for a breakdown because why would we? Life's great right? We just want this one circumstance to be fixed. We just want to make more money. We just want to be, have a better relationship. We just want to be more fit. But other other than that, everything else in our life is great. So when we pray for these changes, for these raises, for these fixes, for these, this rise, right? For things to be lifted, certain, certain things are lifted to, in our life to be lifted, right? I feel like it's kind of like me walking in the gym and going, Hey, um, I really want to lose 20 pounds and I want abs, but I don't want to work out my arms. I don't want to work out my legs. I actually don't want to jog. I was just expecting you to teach me all ab workouts because I kind of like my body the way it is. I just want to change my abs. I don't know about you, but I imagine the trainer laughing hysterically at me and informing me in some way or the other that that's not how this works. You can't get abs without working out your entire body. You can't get abs without a whole workout. You can't get abs without building core strength, which is usually done through other muscles, you know, or other workouts than just ab workouts. This requires a whole body change to get abs. Abs are like the result after the whole body change, right? Abs are built in the kitchen. They actually don't even have anything to do with fitness. I mean, with um, your actual workout, right? I feel like that's kind of the part we miss when we pray for increase. So when we ask the universe, when we manifest, when we pray for increase, we don't realize that what comes with that, the part we're not praying about is the breakdown because there has to be a breakdown for us to get a breakthrough. So when we're praying for a new level, that new devil is the new opportunity, right? And so one of the things I think about the most when I talk about new level, new devil, is I feel like people associate it with the fact that as you get more successful, the new devil is the fact that you lose friends. The new devil is the fact that people start to hate on you. You know, the new devil is that people tell you you're 
you know, your business model sucks or it's not shit or someone turns you down, you know, an investor turns you down or this, that, and the third that you have, you know, people that don't believe in you anymore, don't support you, won't jump on board. That's what people associate it with. But now, based on what I've gone through in this season of my life and what I've seen other people go through in this season of their life, I really believe new level, new devil. It should be new level, new devil, new opportunity. And that that's literally the order that it goes in. Like, okay, you're praying for a new level. Great. It's right here. But first you must encounter this new devil. And once you overcome this new devil, you'll realize that in this, and I keep using the word devil interchangeably, but in this new problem will be the opportunity that will lead to your new level. Do y'all get what I'm saying? There's a opportunity in every new problem right? So if you create a solution or you are able to overcome, it's typically that the opportunity on the other side of that is the new level. I'll give you a very uh, black and white example. For during COVID, there were so many people that pivoted, that created something based off of the problems that people were facing, these companies that pivoted into creating masks, you can't walk into Target without there being an entire row of masks. Now, that was a problem that needed a solution that many companies pivoted to create that right. So in praying for clarity and a raise and for circumstance to be lifted, and a breakthrough in this one circumstance in your life to change, you have to understand two very important things that a breakdown is coming. And this breakdown could be exactly what you prayed for. And that when this breakdown occurs, it's going to be painful. It's going to be ugly. You're going to be like, why now, God? Why? This wasn't the right time. I wasn't ready. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. I'm also having problems in my relationship. This doesn't, this is a terrible fucking time for you to give me a breakdown. Like I know I need to go through some shit, but damn, not right now. But to begin praying or begging or manifesting or speaking with the universe to understand, okay, this breakdown means something big is coming. Something bigger than me is coming. Something that I don't even have the capacity to conceptualize. So you're putting me through this breakthrough because you want me to overcome a problem that is going to eventually become a recurring problem in my new level that I need to be required and tested on overcoming because I will have to overcome this circumstance again and again and again and again once I achieve my new level. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Three years ago was the first time that I had a friend basically tell me that I thought that that me doing all of these things made it seem like I thought I was better than her. I was heartbroken. I was like, what the fuck? Am I really going to have to choose this over my friends because my friends are uncomfortable? This is making my friends uncomfortable. When I finally learned how to fish through that and understand that and have those conversations with my friends and give them grace and kind of build things and build them in it. And maybe some of those people couldn't go with me. I realized I had to learn that because guess what? In the last three years, it has happened over and over and over and over again. Every time I hit a new level, I lose a damn friend. Or I have to have that conversation over with somebody new. Because new level, new devil, new opportunity. The problem, aka the devil in your new level, is creating and requiring you to be tested to learn something that is going to be part of your new opportunity. I'm trying not to make this complicated, but do y'all hear what I'm saying? 
aka the devil is the warning label. It's a peek. It's a peek into what's to come. It's an invitation that, hey, you can't have what you prayed for without this occurring. You can't make $100,000 a year without losing some friends. So here's a test because here's what's to come. You really want this? Here's what's going to come. You can't have this significant, amazing, incredible marriage that you're praying for without changing your selfishness. So I'm going to put something in your face that's going to require you to look in the mirror to realize how selfish you are by having a friend come out and tell you this, and you're going to have to face this right now. Because you prayed for health, wealth, and happiness and change in your relationship. Well, I'm changing it. It just looks like you being faced with and understanding your selfishness. But then you find yourself praying to God, asking God, why God, Uh, why universe? I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with my relationship and I'm trying to deal with fixing my relationship. But yet now you have a friend come out and tell me that I'm selfish. I am trying to help you fix it. I'm trying to fix you. I'm trying to fix you. And this, it's that right there. The point that I'm trying to make out to you is that we love the idea of praying for change in our circumstances. We love the idea of praying for change and being lifted. We love this idea of, God, please bring me new opportunities. Bring me abundance. You know, bring me collaboration and partnership opportunities. Bring me new investors. Bring me an opportunity to make more money, right? Create a circle of better friends for me so that I can uplift my mindset, right? Bring me better friends. Bring me the business idea that I can finally make bank with. Bring me the clarity around my purpose, but we don't realize in praying for those circumstantial changes that we're praying for the universe to change us. When you pray for those changes, expect the universe to say, okay, here it is. I want to give it to you, but I can't give it to you without helping you change you first because you right now aren't even prepared to handle what you prayed for in the version of yourself that you currently are. New level, new devil means you must pray for changes in you. I want to give you two examples of this that has happened in the last year for me, like significantly. (laughs) At the end of, um, I quit my corporate job April 2019. I had the audacity to be so proud of myself. I'm joking. I should be. I made it. You know, like six months in, I was like, I can't believe I don't have to go back and get a job because I swear to God, the first month I was petrified. I was like, how am I going to make money? How am I going to make money consistently? How am I going to pay my bills? How's this going to work? And then, oh my God, I need help. That means I have to hire help. Who does this for a living? How do people do this? And so I'm, I'm plugging along, plugging along, plugging along. And, and granted, I had a first couple great months and I was like, okay, this is it. I have made it. And then I had a couple really bad months after that to, that, that kind of showed me that this was a great idea, but it was very inconsistent. Right. And so I had to create some sus- sustainability around that. And if you choose not to face that, you will be faced with that over and over and over again as you pray for the new level, as you try to scale, as you try to get higher. If you you can't get there without facing the shit in the way, right? The, what do they always say? The breakdown is the breakthrough. The barrier, the obstacle is the way, right? So the very thing that you're avoiding, typically 99% of the time it's within us. So the thing about us that we're avoiding, that we're placing blame blame on someone else or something else or circumstance like COVID or whatever it is. And then 
we're blaming it on that thing when in reality it's something that could all be resolved over time if we would just look in the mirror and be willing and considerate of changing ourselves, right? We can't have what we prayed for without changing us. So end of 2019, my uh, one of my very best friends creates this business mastery roadmap. It's disgusting. And I mean, disgusting in a way of like asking you some of the most vulnerable questions that will make you wonder why you even thought you had a fucking business. And she kept begging me to come test it with her. And I remember, it's so funny, I kept thinking in my head, I didn't tell her, but I kept thinking, I don't have time for this shit. Like I'm trying to hit these consecutive $10,000 months. Some months I'm not doing it. Like I don't have time to test. And I'm not saying it in a really like derogatory way because most people know what I'm talking about, but I'm like, I don't have time for this little shit. Like I got to get my business off the ground. And she was like, you really, really need this. Please come do this. And so finally I lock in a Saturday and I go do it. And mind you, end of 2019, I'm praying for a breakthrough. I'm praying for like, make this shit make sense, God, like make it where I don't feel like I got to go get a fucking job. Like, please make this make sense. And it's, it's making sense, but some months it is and some months it's not. I can't hire the help I need. I'm hustling myself to death. Like it makes sense, but it don't. So I'm praying for a breakthrough and here's my friend knocking on my door and I'm like, not literally, but like knocking on my door, calling my phone saying she created this great thing. I need to try it. And I'm over here in my head, like, man, I don't have time for this shit. What? You know? And so finally I locked that in. I go over there and it's this all day thing that she has prepared. We brought other people. Y'all, I got like four pages in and we're answering these questions. And I'm talking about, you have to explain how, you know, how many products and services you have for your business, how much money you generate over time, you know, one month versus since inception, just a lot of stuff in a snapshots reach to compare. And I remember getting to this page in particular that I had to write down my expenses and everything that I was currently paying for, the systems and, and, and processes that I was currently paying for, how much money I had made in total, what my projected revenue was, all the shit. And I remember I started crying and I literally had to get up and walk away. And she followed me in the room and she was like, what's going on? And I'm like, yo, no wonder this shit is so stressful. I'm like, I can't even pay people. I can't even pay to live. She's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, yo, based on what this paper says, I've only made like $38,000 this year and I've spent like 20 of it. And I was like, so that means in the profit, I'm making like, I might as well go be the mailman. Like, and she's like, it's funny now, but she's like, I'm boohoo crying and she's hugging me and she's like, listen, you're not going to, cause me, I'm the person that like in the middle of a breakdown, I'll get over it four hours from now, but in the middle of a breakdown, I am like self-sabotage hero. Like that shit is my middle name. Like I'm like, oh my God, I just got to go get a, a job. Like I just got to quit this shit. I can't believe I thought I was an entrepreneur. Like I can't believe this. I'm not, I'm not what I thought I was. Like I got to grow up. Like I'm literally self-sabotage. Like I'll put myself up against the wall and just like <laughs> go ham on myself. Right. So I'm saying all these stupid things and she's hugging me and she's like, you were meant for this. It's just not working out the way you planned. You just have to make a decision going into 2020 that it's this or nothing. You're not going to go get a job. And I literally was like, 
I have to, because I can't go into 2020 only making this amount of money and expect to survive. And she was like, you're not going to make this amount of money. You just need to go back and look at your business plan, see how you can revive it, figure out what you can do right now going into 2020, and then just commit, recommit that it's this or nothing. So I get my little fill-ins together. I go home and I remember driving home and I'm like, everything in me wants to call my fiance and, and tell the same sad story over again. I'm like, I want to call him and be like, this is all the things that happen. I can't do this anymore. Like, this isn't working. I have one great month and I have a terrible month. It puts me behind two months. Like, look at these numbers. I thought I was a business owner. Ooh, the nerve I had to think I was a business owner. And on top of that, we're planning our event the following, it was about two months away. So now I'm also having imposter syndrome thinking I'm a fucking fraud. So I'm like, okay, now I got to go stand on a stage in front of 150 women and explain how to run a business and be a business owner. And I can't even have sustainable months. What the fuck am I doing? I probably cried for the next three days, y'all. And I'm not asking for a pity party, but what I want you to understand about this is Though for those three days, I thought, this is really it. This is really it. Like, this is your wake up call that you cannot do this. You know, for most of us, we think we're going to have to go live under a bridge after that. But (laughs) I was like, this is it. Like, this is it. And once I let out my feelings and let go of my emotions and did, did some more reading, you know, definitely dove into some podcasts, I just let all the emotions out. And for me, it's like an emptying process. I have to empty everything out until I'm completely empty. And I can finally look in the mirror and go, okay, what are you going to do? How are you going to do it? How are you going to recommit? How are you going to make sure you don't fail and make the same mistake again and again and again and again? Now you've been faced with it. Now you know, this is inevitable. If you keep doing shit, running business the way you've been running it. So what are you going to do different? And I recommitted. I recommitted. I remember going into the new year thinking, wow, 2020 is going to be fucking different because I don't ever want to feel the way that I felt in that moment again, like a ultimate failure. But that's the thing. That's the thing about new level, new devil. With new levels come opportunities. With new levels come breakdowns. With breakdowns come new opportunities. Do you know what one of the number one things I learned in that moment was? And this might sound so minute and um, elementary to you, but I'm a fucking hustler. I know how to hustle my way to anything, but tracking my numbers and keeping up with my budget and always understanding the difference between what I'm like my cash flow versus what I'm spending. Your girl was not keeping track of that at the end of 2019. That taught me that I didn't have a fucking choice. That if I was going to be a CEO, a business owner, hire, fire, and do all my own sales, this was inevitable. I could not avoid this any longer. I had to do this or else I wouldn't have a profitable business. I wasn't a business owner. I was, that, that, that shit was a facade on the front end. I wasn't doing all the things that business owners have to do to run a business that actually fucking works. I have to track that shit. I have to. Fast forward to June 2020, and I laugh at the thought that I thought I was going to quit. 
because I wanted so bad to blame it on the fact that it was the niche I chose. I chose podcasting. People don't make a lot of money in podcasting. Therefore, they're not willing to pay a lot of money for the production of it. I tried blaming it on the niche. Then I tried blaming it on the way that, or the fact that I didn't have enough money to run ads, um, that I wasn't getting the leads that I needed. I, then I blamed it on the fact that I didn't have enough help. So I was hustling more in the business than I should have been instead of focusing on reaching out to people, networking and creating sales. I could have probably found anything, 10 other things to blame it on other than the fact that I needed to blame it on myself, that I needed to blame it on myself, that the growth that was required of me to get where I am at now, six months later, or now we're 10 months, I can't believe it's October, but six months into 2020, we hit six figures. Six months into 2020, we hit six figures. I made 38, almost 40,000 in 2019 over an eight month span. We made that in the first three months of 2020. Actually, the first two. But I had to look in the mirror I had to blame myself. I had to understand that it wasn't the staff. It wasn't my inability to pay people to help me. It wasn't, it wasn't the niche I chose. It wasn't any of those things. It was me. It was me. Now I look back on that and I think, oh my God, what if I would have kept running my business the way I was running it then and expected to get where I'm at now, I probably would have been a quarter of the way or I would have quit by now. That breakthrough was required. I had to have that breakdown. I had to have that breakdown because it was what I prayed for. I just got it in a form that I didn't want it in. Just like they always tell us, you can pray for whatever you want and expect to receive it, but understand you won't receive it in the time that you prayed for it in and you will not receive it in the way in which you want to, right? We pray for things and expect God to literally hand deliver it to us. Like, oh, here you go. Here's a new job, sweetheart. No, we pray for a raise and a job that makes us happier. And then we get fired the next day. Not realizing that that is a pathway to search for the ideal job that is out there waiting on us, right? But, but God in the universe knows that you're not going to walk away from something sustainable and comfortable for, and take a risk for something better out there. So he's just going to fire you. He's going to get you fired. I prayed for my business to grow. I prayed for higher level clients. I prayed for this level of income and abundance so that I could grow and impact more people and reach more people. But that came in the form of doing something with a friend that at the time seemed like it's really fucking annoying. Understand that the new level that you're praying for is going to come in the form of the devil. And it's going to require and and test you to initiate a new opportunity. And so there's a couple things that I feel like I'm learning in this process because now I feel like I've hit my second next, my, (laughs) if this was one to 10, I've got to be at like a four right now. But my next new level, which was eight months later or nine months later. Yeah, it's October. Nine months later was a completely different problem, right? Now I'm praying for abundance on a different level. Now I'm praying to impact 
way more people to at scale. So to take on, to go from taking that five to 10 clients a month to taking 20 to 50 clients a month and making sure my systems and processes are in place to make sure that we can handle that level of people. You know, now I'm praying to, you know, turn around and take everything that I've learned in my coaching business or in my agency and be able to coach other people to make money. Because now that when I lean back and look at this from a snapshot point of view of my agency, I don't think this is very hard to do for anybody, right? If you're given the blueprint, I don't think it's hard to make money anymore. Once you learn how to make money one way, you can pretty much make money multiple ways. So I've prayed for more opportunities to grow my business and then delegate this. By the way, that's my plan for everyone that's always asking me why I'm not coaching yet. It's hard to make money in the coaching industry when you're first starting out, right? I get that you love impacting people and, you know, empowering people and helping them clarify their business ideas and scale their business. But I really, truly felt like there was no way for me to do that and worry about my, there was no space for me to do that and worry about my income because I didn't want to serve from a hungry, desperate place for money, right? Doesn't mean that I'm not going to be paid for my services. Doesn't mean that I'm not going to be paid for my worth, but I wanted to build and create something that I could love, rest on, and know I'm creating a significant impact. Also creating sustainable income so that one day I could use everything that I learned to coach other women and know that I have been through it all and I have sustainable income so I don't have to worry and become desperate and bend my expectations and values in serving people because of just wanting money. No, I want to serve a solid ten, seven to 10 women that really want this shit. And I don't want to have to bend or break or take anybody that I don't want to work with who's not where they should be for me to be working with them because of money. Because I'm already going to have sustainable income because of my agency, which I have my agency that still allows me to walk in in purpose and passion and do something I truly love. But another arm of that is going to be coaching, right? So I prayed for more abundance. I prayed for um, this coaching arm. I prayed for my event to, to triple in size, the event coming up in January, 2021 innovative income that we do every year. This will be our fifth innovative income, right? I prayed for our event to triple in size, even amidst COVID, right? I prayed for higher income. I prayed for a bigger team. I literally prayed, God, please help me grow my team to 12 to 15 people, right? We're not there yet. I have a team of eight right now. Please. I, I prayed for all of these things. And then guess what happened? In a week, I had a charge back from someone that was an unhappy client, and rightfully so. You know, there were some things on her end for sure that she was not telling the truth about, but there were some things on my end, plenty of things on my end that we could have done differently that slipped between the cracks because we didn't have the systems and processes in place, right? Totally taking ownership for that. The ch- damn near emptied out my business bank account with this charge back, right? Within a couple, within a matter of days, I had someone online on Instagram creating a fake profile to bash me about my outfit and about how I brag too much and about, you know, how my outfit was from somewhere stupid and, you know, about my husband's new car and just all this shit. And what it felt like in those few days was what it always feels like for all of us. Am I supposed to be doing this? Look at all, right? And, and it's so funny because in retrospect, I'm repeating it to you and it's two fucking things. It's two things. 
like it's two things like it's two things in this giant retrospect but at the time when something like that happens back to back it's like woe is me why me why right now my business is taking the fuck off i don't have time for this like you know i'm finally getting so close to that new income level i desired i'm finally getting close to this impact i'm finally you know being chosen to speak on stages i'm finally being chosen to do this i'm finally getting in a flow of things i'm finally getting in this this flow and this repetition of what I've been looking for all of this time and boom chargeback boom hater boom now I'm looking in the mirror like should I even be doing this like is this does this make sense anymore what's wrong with me you know am I am I bad is my customer service bad am I a bad person right man I learned a valuable lesson from Brene Brown y'all she said that you have to understand the difference between guilt or shame or you will shame yourself out of a lot of really meaningful, important, purposeful shit. I listened to this episode on the way to Atlanta the first time I went to Atlanta about a month and a half ago, and it was right on time. She said, if we use guilt more in our mistakes, we would it would motivate us. If we use shame, it leads to addiction and problems and anger and all type of stuff. And it made me realize how often I shame myself when I make mistakes. She talked about the difference is that with guilt, we acknowledge and we acknowledge the behavior, the mistake, mistake behavior, right? So that would be me saying like, okay, you took on so many clients so fast, Jessica, that you let a client slip through the cracks. You made a mistake. You know, you have to know moving forward, your systems and processes have to be tight so that you don't make that mistake again. Shame is, it becomes reflective of me. So now I've had this plus a hater and I'm in the mirror going, you are never who you said you were. You're a fraud. You're not who you thought you were. You're not the successful entrepreneur, you know, that you felt like lately, like you're everything that you do is in question. You might be a piece of shit. You might be this. You're so stupid. Like that's shame. That's shame. And so many of us shame the shit out of ourselves, out of everything that we've ever desired in life. And once I realized that the truth was that that girl was never my ideal client, the one that did the chargeback, and that the hater or whatever, whoever had the time to create that, really was just inspired by my actions that were creating success for me may have created some anxiety for her because anxiety just really comes from inaction, right? The ability that we feel like we should be doing more, but we don't know how or we're not doing it. And it's piling up a lot of inaction. So my, you know, success may have inspired um, some anxiety on her behalf, which just led to um, her taking it out on me in a different way. Once I got all those past all those feelings and realized that You know, if you look back on your journal, Jessica, and all the things that you've been praying for, this is part of the breakthrough. If this client would have never had a chargeback, I probably would have never focused more on my systems and processes because I kept avoiding it because my business, whether I liked it or not, kept running. I was hustling my way through it. I was getting all these new clients, but I was hustling my way through it and in building it on a sandy foundation that eventually was going to fall apart either way. So what a blessing for it to fall apart with one person and not 10. Could I imagine 10 people being pissed off at the same time and wanting to charge back? No, I'd be underwater right now. I'd be ready to jump off a bridge, not literally, but 
I would be dropping this thing off by the wayside, like, oh, <laughs> done with this, not doing this anymore. Completely believing that I was the ultimate fa- failure. So what a blessing that this breakdown was a breakthrough and it was just one person. They gave me an opportunity to be reflective and understand what I really needed to change that I had been avoiding for so long was going to lead to a new level. Because guess what happened two weeks later? I made the most money in a week I had ever made since I started this business journey. I started implementing the systems and processes that I had been avoiding for so long and got something off my plate that literally gave me like an extra 10 hours a week. Y'all. I can't explain to you enough the power in what you pray for. When you say you want more, you want more success, you want more abundance, you want more life, you want more money, you want better friends. God, give me a better circle. Surround me with women that can uplift my mindset and have higher expectations for me and support me in what I do. You're going to be held a mirror to your face that says, are you ready to change you? Because with this new level, I'm going to give you some shit. I'm going to give you some insight. It comes with a warning label. I'm going to test you on every single thing you're uncomfortable with because these are things that are going to happen to you again and again and again. So how can you pray for the capacity to handle these problems on a bigger scale? Because new level, new devil. New level, new devil. And so I just want you to understand, I'm going to list a couple things here at the end that I think when you are going into a new level that you'll be surprised. Um, Some things that I think your new level may be asking for you to check in about, but there's a, there's a whole gamut of things, right? But I just want you to understand that when you're praying for clarity, when you're praying for more, you better be ready to be exposed. I feel like every time I've prayed for more, the breakdown came in like a form of exposure, like being exposed to myself, right? Like I just imagine being in a room full of like 50 people and someone like standing up and being like, you know, you're so selfish or you're, you're a fraud or you have terrible customer service or like that. That's literally what it feels like when you pray for more and you have an insane breakdown afterwards, right before the new level, right before the biggest breakthrough you'll ever have. You're going to feel fucking exposed. You're going to feel naked and ashamed because God's literally going to put a mirror up to you and be like, okay, well, you want all this stuff, but have you seen how selfish you can be? Have you seen how you've been ignoring these processes and systems and you got the nerve to want 20 more clients? You don't even know how to handle 10, bitch. I say, I'm cursing to give you some, (laughs) some significance to this, but you're, you know, like, that's like praying to lose weight, but eating Twinkies every day. Like you will be exposed it's literally like your trainer walking in your living room or in your kitchen and opening the cabinets and the Twinkies fall out. You'd be like, oh my God, like, I, I swear to God, I was trying. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. You can't leave the gym and eat McDonald's. That's like your trainer pulling up behind you like, but gotcha, bitch. I see you. You will feel exposed. Getting to the new new level, the next level will feel like you are naked and exposed. So I want to wrap this up because I'm I'm trying to keep these episodes under 50 minutes now. So there's a couple things I want you to consider when 
the breakdown comes, right? We talked about this, the breakthrough, the breakdown means a breakthrough is coming, right? And is this something I prayed for? And then understanding that begin praying for the capacity to bear bigger problems, because that's really what this breakdown is all about. But I think there's a few things that you can check in with yourself about during these times, right? I think one of them is trusting your inner authority. I have realized that during these breakdowns, whatever my gut is saying is typically correct. But I'm not talking about the selfish thing that my gut is saying, like, you didn't do anything wrong. You're not wrong. It's when my gut is like, Jessica, you knew this was coming. Like, you knew this was coming. Like, don't, don't get upset. (laughs) This was coming either way. You just wish it wasn't now. But guess what? There's no better time. You, you know what? You knew this was happening. And then trusting that you know exactly what you need to do. You know what you need to do. Because to begin with, the vision and the path that you're on was not given to you without a plan. You already have it. I promise to God you already have it. You're just unclear on how to get there or how to fix it because of some form of people pleasing or not pissing people off or being humbled or your ego is trying to protect you from risk and failure. You know what exactly what you need to do and trusting that, trusting your inner authority. I think often when I'm in a breakdown, I'm being required and pushed to not betray myself, to not betray myself, right? Because I swear we go through life and this goes back to that people pleasing, constantly making decisions, decisions for other people's satisfaction. And when I'm in that breakdown, I always feel like it's the universe saying, I need you to step up to a new level. And in this new level, I need you to understand you're going to have to tell a lot of people no. Because for you to create the path that I have you on, for you to walk in the divine assignment that I have you on, for you to have the level of impact that I created you for, you got to get all these no's out the way. You can't pile up anxiety for saying yes to everyone else and no to your freaking self. For you to walk in the divine assignment to create the impact that I created you for, you have to start saying yes to yourself. Stop worrying about these other people. Start wor- stop worrying about what people think. Stop worrying about people please- pleasing these people in your life because the people that matter, they're already glued. They're already in. They're already there. They're already sold. They don't need anything else. I think another thing that we get called on is managing our time based on what we value, right? So I think every time I have a breakdown, I'm like, okay, what really matters to me? What if I'm creating the life I desire? What really matters to me? Is it my time? Is it my freedom? Is it money? Is it, you know, more time with family? Is it my health? Is it this? Or is it these three things? And what order do they go in? And then is this breakdown a requirement for me to look in the mirror and realize that I'm building a life that I think someone else would be proud of and not the one that is based on what I value? There's been so many times that I've had a breakdown and I'm like, this is literally, I can see it. This is a breakthrough to remind me, Jessica, these are the three things you want. What the fuck are you over here building? Because this is making someone else proud that is not going to give you the life you desire. Check yourself before you completely wreck everything. Check yourself. I think another thing that we're asked to look at is our boundaries. I ain't gonna lie. Since my business has taken the hell off, since I have had to and been required to value my time because I have to value my time based on what, you know, the people that are paying me and the the impact that I'm building, my boundaries are becoming thicker than my thighs, y'all. And I don't know if you've seen me lately, but they are thick as hell. 
boundaries, boundaries on a level that like, I can't even explain. I, I went to an event with my husband, the, my husband to be the other day, and it was a beautiful event at a nice house. Great event. Everybody was really there to like network, but it was like more men than women. There was like literally 35 men there and like three women. I talked to the girls a little bit and then we really ended up sitting there kind of waiting for our men to be done. Um, cause it just, it, it just wasn't really a place for us to network. It was like really, it was something that they wanted to do. And we were there for about two and a half hours and we were on the way home and, you know, Chris is asking me what I think. And I'm like, it was great, blah, blah, blah. I probably wouldn't go again. And he was like, what, why? You know? And I think he thought that it was for some reason of which that I was offended or something like that. And I said, no, I just could do a quite a few things better with my time than sit somewhere in a place that I really wasn't valued you know, and not saying that I wasn't valued, but that was two hours that I could have done something far more valuable with my time. I could have worked. I could have read a book. I could have took a bath. I could have done something that makes me extremely happy. I could have went and ate a nice meal. I could have took a walk. God, the list is 40 pages long on things I could have done that would have filled my cup more than sitting in a room waiting for him. And I'm not saying I won't wait for my man. Just don't take that out of context, but I value the shit out of my time now. My boundaries get thicker and thicker. The more I said this on, on a podcast episode the other day, the more I learn about myself, the more I understand my worth. The more I understand my worth, the less bullshit I'll put up with. The less bullshit I'll put up with, the thicker my boundaries become. And I'm not let, letting anyone get in my way of the way that I value myself. So a lot of times when I'm having a breakdown, sometimes I'm like, okay, I need to set some more boundaries. I'm all willy nilly out here. I have no boundaries, which give people an opportunity to run all over me, which gives me more anxiety. How do I fix this? How do I fix this? What kind of boundaries do I need to set to get back to creating the life that I value that I want? So this is just a reminder, new level, new devil, new opportunity, new opportunity to check on your inner authority, new opportunity to question, are you betraying yourself for other other satisfaction, new opportunity to set some new boundaries, a new opportunity to, to take a step back and take a look at what you're creating and ask yourself, am I creating this based on what I value or am I creating it for someone else? And am I ready to be exposed because new level, new fucking devil y'all. All right. I'm out. I hope this episode was informative. I freaking love you guys. And I pray that your new level is everything you prayed for and as effortless and as seamless as it could possibly be. But if not, embrace it, love it. It's noteworthy. It's necessary. And I hope you change significantly because of it. Love you guys. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.